Hey listeners, a quick heads up before we start things off. This episode does include discussion of domestic violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Because dorm prices are more than your tuition. They are. So I was like, I can't do this. Like, Wait, he pushed you? He pushed me. Oh I was God. on the ground. Like, and all I hear is, get your shit and get out. Oh, get your shit and get oh, out. No. Get your shit and get out. Adulting can be hard, even scary. Adulting Horror Stories shares intimate tales of adulting fails and insights into how to avoid them. Hello! Welcome to Adulting Horror Stories. I'm your host, Dion, and today I am here with one of my besties. I am here with Penny. How are you, Penny? Hi, Dion. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Our subject for today is one that we touched on in season one, and I told you guys there'd probably be a part two. It's roommates. So we're going to talk about roommates today. As usual, I like to start if I can start. I'm going to start with the second part of my roommate story. So in the first part of the roommates episode, I mentioned how... I had an issue with the roommate, Bella, about being a little loud. And it was never resolved because soon after we had to move out anyway. Why is that? I was renting from a couple. Little did I know, the couple I was renting from was renting from someone else. There's some inception going on here. So... The original story is this couple I was renting from, lovely people, entrepreneurs, lovely enough, they move into this place that is owned, I want to say, by a gay couple. And they start living there, you know, they're just like, yeah, we're, we're renting the place out, all good, living their happy lives. And then at some point along the line, the gay couple just disappears. Like they stop coming by, they stop asking for rent, they stop doing whatever. And so the couple that I would eventually rent from just kept living there. They're like, well, if if no one's going to charge us no rent and there's no... what? Why leave? So they're staying there for who knows how long. And then one day, there's a knock on the door, and this little old Latina lady is at the door, and she looks at them, and she's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and they look back at her like, bitch, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> coming up to our squat apartment. <laughs> and so it turns out, the gay couple was renting from this lady who spends most of her time in the Dominican Republic. Okay. Right? She... Let's start giving some of these people names. So the the couple is going to be Jesse and James. Okay. From Team Rocket. <laughs> and um, the Dominican lady, let's call her Valencia. I don't know. Okay. So... The gay couple maybe got into some type of, like, financial drama or something. They were doing some criminal activity, and they needed to disappear. So they just ran. 
So then the lady isn't getting her rent payments. And so she's right. like, what the heck's going on? So I've got to come down. She said, I have come to come down. back down to the state. Yes, I've got to <laughs> come back money. and check on this damn apartment. <laughs> and so <laughs> she comes down. She's like, oh, okay, you guys have been renting my apartment. Okay, you can pay the money to me. Mm-hmm. And then that's what they do. And they probably shouldn't be subletting, but right. they still sublet it out to... Like, they turn it into four rooms. Me and, like, it's a probably two-bedroom apartment with a living room. They put in a fake wall and they get four bedrooms that they're renting out. So this couple that I rent from is making stacks because it's, like, 800-ish a room. Oh, And then the Dominican Republic lady is making stacks um, from them because they're paying it off. But you don't know the full reason why. I'm about to tell you why. Right, because you said they're doing criminal activity. So, between Jesse and James, I'm going to say James was not a U.S. citizen at the time they met Valencia, right? By this time, by the time I'm living there, Mm -hmm. Jesse and James want to, like, do some repairs. They're like, this thing's broken, that thing's broken, and you're the true landlord. Can you please fix it? Right. Right. And Valencia's like, I don't know. I don't really want to. Do I really have to? Mm -hmm. And they're going back and forth on that. And then one day Valencia comes and she's like, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm just going to take it all back over. Mm -hmm. Leave now. Like today. Right? Why is she saying this? Because she has this threat of like, if you don't leave now, I'm going to call ICE. I'm going to call immigration services on you. Right? But then... James is like, sorry, no, I'm a citizen now, but thank you for trying. Oh, like it's been a couple years, right? Right. So then it becomes like a proper legal battle. Yeah. And I get called at school. Jesse calls me home from college, like, hey, can you please come here? The police are here and you need to testify on our behalf. And I walk in and they're like, yes, here is Dion. He lives here. He knows where the owners of this apartment he's been renting from us. And I'm just like, I just want to go to school. Hello, <laughs> officer. I'm unarmed. Um, so after they sort of talk it out more, like I just go to my room and just sit. They talk it out more. They go into like a court battle. Mm-hmm. Here's the wild part about the court battle. The apartment's rent controlled. Do you know what that means? Yeah. It means like it pro- like the rent is stuck at a certain number, probably like $500. Oh. And you're not supposed to rent it out. You're not supposed to sublet it. Valencia's freaking renting it out to one couple for who knows how many thousand. And that couple is renting out to four people. Right. For who knows how At many thousand. Rate. I want to say Valencia was charging like somewhere between two and three thousand. Mm-hmm. And the couple... Jesse and James were charging somewhere between eight hundred and a thousand per room. All pure criminal, one hundred percent criminal. Yeah, yeah. So wait. The, mm-hmm. So if it's rent controlled for Valencia or for Jesse and James for Valencia. Oh, so Valencia so paying five hundred dollars and making right. like fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred oh. more. Valencia is. That is all Jack and OG, yeah, in her own way. That's what I was saying. I'm and not then she, and mind you, she then takes that like twenty five hundred dollars a month or however mm-hmm. much she's making a month and it takes goes, it to the Dominican exactly. Republic, where like the cost of living is way right. less. She probably has a whole ass mansion, a whole ass compound, 
freaking in the DR. Right. I've been to the DR. <laughs> She's living large. Man, I ain't mad at it. The solution they come to is basically, we don't want to deal with it anymore. We're just going to have everyone move out. Like, we're just going to give up the apartment. And yeah. so I get maybe a month oh, to, man. like, move out. Like, find a place, move out, all of that junk because of all of this legal drama. That didn't even have to do with you. <clears throat> that didn't even have to do with me. And all these other people are making these big criminal money and I'm over here, like, going into student debt. Right. Not really going into student debt, but, like, feeling like I was going into student debt. Anyway, that's part one of my story. I'm going to tell you that after that, I found a place like a block or two away and I literally broke college student status, moved by suitcase, meaning I didn't own any of the furniture in my room. It was Mm -hmm. like already there. I just packed up a suitcase like five, ten times Mm -hmm. and just wheeled my stuff from (laughs) one building to another. The wheels on the suitcase eventually broke. But um, (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. We work it out. That's all. Like that, that's what I did. Struggle. And I'd like to tell you that there was no drama after I um moved, but there was there was a little. Did you have to pay more money? No, it was like, about the same. Okay. It's always it's always for a room. It's always for very little cabinet space. It's, I was gonna be like, man, you should look for more criminals. <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me, that's not the that's not the only person that's rent, that's renting out a rent control apartment. I know some I friends who were living oh. in them too. Mm-hmm. I know somebody. You know what's sad? I know someone in LA that's living in a rent controlled apartment. I'm like, dang, she need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> She needs to make some money. We, I'm going to say this very clearly, adulting horror stories does not promote criminal activity (laughs) of any kind. That is right. Just so y'all know. Um, But that's part one for me. I believe you have a part one story as well. I do. So I also went to school in a very expensive city. And I think this is how it all starts. Choosing a school in a very expensive city is no bueno. Um, So I went to school in LA and my first year, I wanted the full college experience. I wanted to live on campus, which honestly, at the time, I didn't even think was an option. I thought that when you go to school, like you live in the dorms, like that's just the thing to do, at least for your first year. So mm-hmm. I was super excited. I had, there was five of us that lived in our dorm. We had apartment style dorms. So we had a two bedroom, had a living room, kitchen, all that. In my room, I had two other girls. So we had three in, three total. The other room was two girls. Everybody was Mexican except for me and the other roommate in my room. Mm-hmm. There was one more girl that was Mexican. So three of us. Um... The other girl who was black did not get along with the other roommates, Mm. particularly this one girl um, that lived in the other room. So she lived in Baldwin Hills. She was from L.A., born and raised. So she was like, I ain't got time for this. And left. (laughs) (laughs) Just left me. Okay. I didn't, at that time that she had already made that decision, maybe I'm not good at reading people, but I was like, "They're, they're fine. Like, what do you mean? So later on, 
I knew that one girl that lived in the other room I was cool with. We cleaned mm-hmm. together. We cooked together. We did everything together. But she was best friends with the girl, other girl in her room. That girl was the one. <laughs> Why was she the one? There was a moment she was entertaining this guy. He, Me and him were cool, but she was interested in him. We were all watching a movie. I go up to get my phone that was charging under the bar off the floor because I had text messages and I'm nosy. If I see you blink, <laughs> I'm going for it. So I had on my little tank top and uh, shorts, right? I was mm-hmm. probably getting ready for bed or something. So I go down, I bend down and get my phone. And I guess she was like admiring my body. <laughs> she was like, Penny, your body is just so great. I forgot specifically the compliment, but she was complimenting my body. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> um, and she was like, it's because you're breeding. And I was like, hold up, wait, what? Excuse me. <laughs> I what did she not. say? She was like, it's because you're breeded. And I did not understand and could not fathom what she was saying. I was like, I'm breeded? And she was like, yeah, I learned that when you, when, when there was slavery, they wanted to make like the perfect slave. I think she had took a Pan-African studies class or something. And that's what she got from it. And that's what I she took away from black it. people because they were, and the word for y'all is bread. Bur- yeah. So that just took me back. I literally, for y'all out there, if y'all are listening, like I listen to adulting horror stories probably in your car. Like, oh, I know she just took off. No, I did not. (laughs) No, I did not. Because I literally was just shocked. Like, how do you react to someone saying that? And that was unprompted. Like, I mean. I was trying to watch the movie and check my text messages (laughs) and go to bed. So that was that whole situation. The other situation was me and the roommate that was in my room. Can we get some names for these people, by the way? Okay, let's call the roommate in my room Lassianaga. Mm-hmm. So Lassianaga wanted to take me and... Dijonay. Me and Dijonay. Dijonay is also Mexican. In this case. So, La Cienega and Dijonay was trying to convince me to go to the club on Sunset. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, because I don't think it's going to be for me. And for <laughs> me, I mean, I don't think that I, as a Black person, would enjoy myself or feel as comfortable. Some people may. I just did not think I would. Mm-hmm. Especially given other circumstances that I've been in. Because with you're going to walk in there and be like, ooh, they're all going to be like, ooh, she's so well bred. Right. I was just like, I don't think that I'm going. And mind you, I went to high school in San Diego. It's not that I feel uncomfortable by Latinas or Latinos. Like, no. But so we go to this club because they talked me into it. And I was like, ooh, look at me. I'm finally going out on Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I feel real cool. But the issue was, like, on the way there, I was like, you guys, like, I just don't think that I'm going to enjoy myself. La Siena had the nerve to say, but they're going to play your music. 
Mm. And again, just shot. <laughs> what did you did like? Do you ask her like you like? Can you tell me in specific words what is my music and why do you think it's my music? I did not because again, mind you, I was this is freshman year. I was eighteen. I've never been in situations like this before, mm-hmm. so I didn't say anything. And clearly, I was outnumbered. Like also, you were in the to. car. I was in like, the car. Like if you was, if you was in the apartment, you like you could be inching your way back to your room. But right. You're you're in the car. You're I'm in. I'm already dressed, got my <laughs> hair done, makeup on, and we like almost there. And I have no car, so. <laughs> but yeah, um, and I don't even think Uber, if it was invented then, I don't think it was that popular for me to be able to call an Uber. So we go, and she was right. <laughs> they were like, that, that I knew. Um, wait, so. Okay. <laughs> they made, they played music that I knew. And that was a concern for me. But honestly, the big concern for me was that they were going to be they're the, the audience, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think that I'm going to feel comfortable like with everyone here. Mm-hmm. Especially because I'm not that comfortable with you two. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, if, you, if you go to a club and then the two people you're with, you don't really I'm trust. Right. But it's like, exactly. I'm, I'm on my own. Exactly. So I was just trying to be roommate friendly or whatever and besides like I I hadn't gone out that much freshman year and I was like I need to start acting like a freshman so I go we get there she said what she said in the car but whatever mm-hmm. tell me why mind you I'm not the type of girl that gets a lot of attention in public spaces I got a lot of attention the Latino brothers was feeling me <laughs> I do not know why but I feel like, so the last Yenica was basically getting upset because she was like, you're getting all this attention and nobody's, she was like, I got no bites. And I was thinking in my she's, head. She's a hater. I'm not going to lie. She's a she's, hater. She's really mm-hmm. in her feelings mm-hmm. over not being bred. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I was like, well, it might be because you are clearly Latina telling everybody in the club that you're Italian. That might be why. Why was she telling people? I have no idea. I have no idea why she would say that. Because it's not even... Like, for black people, we have this thing called passing. Mm-hmm. This is true. <laughs> she is not passing. <laughs> like, she looked Latina. Like... So it sounds like if you are different from Latino, Latina, yeah. that gets you more interest. So you obviously were a little different. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to be different by being Italian. Maybe. Maybe. But, I mean, she clearly was not Italian was my big thing. I was like, my daddy is mixed with Italian. You don't look like him. <laughs> she was like, it's not Latina, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was freshman year. My next year, um, I did not move back into the dorms. Um, because I wanted to not pay a lot of money, which is what typically happens, I feel like, or at least at my school. People don't want to go back to the dorms the second year or any mm. other year. <laughs> <laughs> because dorm prices are more than They're your tuition. Ridiculous. They are. So I was like, I can't do this. So um, I thought I could get a deal by finding my own place. Little did I know. It was going to be just as expensive, but I did uh, move in with my big sister. She was somebody I knew from San Diego, way older than me. And so she was like, why don't you live with my mom? She was like, I'm going to move out 
with my husband or soon to become my husband and our kid to Riverside. We have like our family housing set up. You can move with my mom and then everything will be good. She was only going to charge you like $400. And I was like, what? Yes. So I move off campus and this is in South Central. Now, the part that was very sad was, this is obviously, like I said, my big sister. I Mm -hmm. love this family. I felt very at home. But moms had a husband. Very odd. Very odd situation. Why is it weird for moms to have a husband? Because I don't know that man. (laughs) I did not know that man. And like I said, I know the family, but I did not know him. Okay, so we're going to call these people... Sugar Mama and Poppy. Carry okay. on. So Sugar Mama had Poppy, but they weren't in the same room. Oh. Right. So needless to say, eventually Poppy wasn't giving Sugar Mama any money for anything. Not just the rent, but like for food, for I don't gas, nothing. So did Poppy he, did was he have fine. a job? Bobby didn't have no job. Uh, Well, half of me is like, oh, how dare he? But the other half of me is like, well, if he doesn't have a job, this should be of no surprise. Right. But like like I said, I'm coming into this situation, so I did not understand or know all the dynamics, but I knew that eventually she wanted him out. Okay. And they were getting a divorce or whatever. Mm -hmm. So eventually I... She asked me to serve him the eviction notice because I... Why you? Because I think I... Like, it had to be someone else or something. Like, like you know when you get served by the court? This is what I made of it. Okay. You know when you get served by the court, it has to be someone else? No. It has to be someone else, I think. Watch Law & Order. <laughs> okay. okay. No. I'll take your word for it. I have no idea. I was an SVU man. Me too. But... It's usually someone else. And so I served him and he got mad. Eventually he left, but he kept coming back by the house. Lovely. And so he was pulling up, yelling, making all this crazy threats. Pulling up in what? He had a car. And he filled it with gas. How? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> So, you know, that's maybe Sugar Mama had a point because if you could be pulling up to my car mm-hmm. on the on the regular, mm-hmm. screaming at me, you have gas money, pay some bills. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he kept pulling up and making all these crazy threats. He broke a window. Mind you, we are calling the cops, people, but this was in South Central. Cops not coming, even though they around the street. Mm. <laughs> you know, cops are... All around the corner in South Central. But when you call, ain't nobody coming. So he broke a window. I remember I had to pull out my pepper spray. (laughs) And it was clogged or something. Because I didn't didn't use it. So I was like, I was spraying and it wasn't spraying. So I just (laughs) threw it at him. He pushed me. (laughs) I ripped my Lucky Brand jeans. Like he pushed you? He pushed me. I was on the ground. Like, no, this big... And he's old. Mind you, these people are older, right? But he's tall, okay? I don't care how old you are. You are super tall and a man. He pushed me down. I wanted to cry. 
<laughs> I wanted to cry. Oh no. But yeah, it was it was crazy. So she eventually got a restraining order on him. And I remember they made it very tough for her to get a restraining order, but she eventually did. Yeah. I remember her like having to go and I don't know, she had to like cross the T and dot her eye with that restraining order. It was not easy, like you would think that it is. Interesting. Yeah. So she got the restraining order. But even with the restraining order, he kept coming by the house. Eventually, he got tired of coming. Which is always... Because the truth is, at the end of the day, a restraining order is just a piece of paper. It is. Right? Like, it is. And that's what we found out. <laughs> it's not a magical talisman that's going to put a Mm-mm. protection seal on your house. Mm-mm. But my assumption was, at the bare minimum, when they do come back, when you call the police, then like, hello, there's a restraining order on this man. Right. It should go... Like, now he's breaking the law. Right. So even if he leave, go find him. That did not happen. Interestingly, and y'all couldn't hear it, but I was shaking my head. (laughs) Interestingly, I'm going to say, because I was listening to a different podcast about an event that happened many years ago. I don't know what the police situation is like now, but... Sometimes you'll file a restraining order and they won't load it in the system Mm. such that like... When they run your information, when they book you for something, whatever, they might find out, oh, he has a restraining order, whatever. But they may not actually put the information in. And then maybe when you call, they're like, he doesn't have a restraining order. I don't know what she's talking about. Right, right. And that could have been it. But yeah, it didn't. From us getting the restraining order to not having a restraining order, it didn't really feel like a difference. Mm. Like... They, I remember talking with the police. I remember them coming to the house and asking these questions. And they were like, there's nothing really for us to do if if he's not here when we get here. And I'm like, then what? come faster. What? I was like, then camp out here. Jesus. <laughs> I was like, then camp out here. Because I'm like, nobody should have to live that way with people just coming and going from your presence as you please. Yes. So... Eventually, my so sugar mama had turned senior citizen age, um, and she wanted to live in senior apartments, not like a nursing home, but like senior apartments. Mm-hmm. So she had very cheap rent, and her daughter, my big sister, came back and took over the house with her whole family. And so I okay. left. I find another apartment with a coworker who was graduating and wanted to stay in LA um, until she figured out her grad school plans. And we eventually find a place um, on Craigslist. (laughs) That's what you have to do. I tell you, I was real skeptical, but when you feel like you have looked at apartment list (laughs) at every apartment on that list and every other website, and Craigslist got something, you got to check it out. <laughs> so we eventually find something, but it was three bedrooms. It was very not good of me, but I I had two jobs. So T, we'll call her T. Mm-hmm. I knew her from one job and we were cool. We've gone out together, things like that. Now I met our third roommate. Because she had just joined my other job. We're going to call her S. S had just joined my other job. And I was like, you know what? You real cool. <laughs> I was like, you should, if you're looking for a place, you should come stay with me. We just hit it off right like that. 
Um, so she was like, give me all the details. Like, where is it? Cause you know, I'm not trying to I already live in South Central. I'm not trying to be further or even that far. She's like, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna move, I need to move somewhere close. And I was like, I got you. We're 10 minutes down the road in East LA. Ooh. Actually, it wasn't East LA. It was technically Alhambra. I have no idea where either is. So carry on. <laughs> so Someone else, some listener knows where that is. Just right, me. right. Hopefully, any of you listeners from LA or that area, you know where I'm talking about. Alhambra is right there next to Cal State LA. S finds a sublease. Then we all move together. I told T because you know she making that big time money. That's what I called it. <laughs> I was like, you graduated and you making big time money now. So she had the master bedroom and I was like, you can divvy up the price. However, you think whatever you think is fair. And then we'll talk about it. Me and us together. So S and I looked at the price and we're like, cool, that's fine. That's fine. We move in. I kid you not. Day of, it was literally nighttime. We had finished. It was like a full day of moving all our stuff in. We are getting all the money together to pay the landlord. Tell me why T was like, wait, how much did I say I was going to pay? I look at S because our rooms are like right there. I looked at her from my room and was like, is this girl crazy? Like, does she not know how much she said that she was going to pay? Like, it's, not, no. it's not like you say, oh, we all agreed. No, you set the you amount. You set the amount. Like, you came up with it. And she was like trying to laugh it off. Like, girl, I don't even know. No, girl, you should know. <laughs> this is why discussions need to happen in the group chat. So you can take screenshots. Right. But yeah, so um, we were, that was strike one for me. That was strike one for T. I think we did renegotiate a little bit, in which, which is why it made it strike one for me. And I was kind of pissed. Strike two became later on when T had her mama, who lived in Arizona, drive. How much? I know from San Diego to Arizona was like five hours, depending Mm -hmm. on where you are in Arizona. Mm -hmm. L.A. is two hours north of that. So I'm like, that's that's a lot of time for a mama to be driving. I don't care how much you love that kid. (laughs) Okay? So. What's the... Ain't no mountain high. Yes, there is. (laughs) Yes, there is. (laughs) Because that is just way too far to drive your child some furniture. Oh, so she was bringing her furniture. She was bringing her furniture. Relative to the cost of buying furniture, that's kind of nice in a way. I guess. Why? Like you said, that strike too. No. Oh, okay. Getting there. So strike two came when her mom came into the picture and I felt like her mom was regulating. So she came in and like decorated the house or whatever. This is not your forever home. So I don't understand why is that serious? Like this is your in-between home from college to grad school. This is my college little apartment. So I was like, I'm not trying to pitch in with no decorations. It ain't that serious. But they went in and decorated the whole house. They got a TV for downstairs. She bought the couch from Arizona, the whole thing. And even me, I didn't even have a bed. (laughs) I didn't even have a bed. I don't even remember what I was sleeping on. What? I didn't have a bed at the time because my other place with Sugar Mama, they had a bed for me. Okay. So I didn't have a bed. And they were like, oh, 
And her mom was like, T, why didn't you tell me she didn't have a bed? I could have bought you an old trendle or whatever. I didn't even know what a trendle was. But I was like, I don't need what that. What do you know now? No. <laughs> but I was like, I don't need that. Mrs. T's mom, like... I'm good. I will figure it out. I'm just getting on my feet. Like, I'm 19 at this time, learning how to buy furniture. I don't know. But I was like, I don't need it. I was like, what I'm worried about is going to work and going to school. So when it was just me and T, I had told her that I was not interested in getting cable. I was like, I'm iffy on internet. I understand a house needs internet, but I was like, Mm -hmm. I ain't going to be at the house. (laughs) I'm going to be at school. (laughs) I'm going to be at school and work. And mind you, people, I had multiple jobs, okay? I was notorious for keeping multiple jobs. In LA, you have to to survive. I believe it. Right. I mean, that or rent out a rent control department. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to be there. And it's just not going to make sense for me to spend the money. But... After Mrs. T's mom comes into the house, why did I end up getting cable? Why did you end up getting cable? Because they were like, oh, it wouldn't be a bad idea. So at first, S was on my side about no cable. And she was like, but we for sure got to get internet. And I was like, okay, we can get internet. Like, I wasn't going to press that because obviously mm-hmm. at some point I'm going to use it. But cable, I was like, heck no. S was on my side. But then Mrs. T's mom came in and she was like, y'all not going to have no cable? I was like, this is a college house. I understand your baby ain't in college, but she agreed to be with college people. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, we don't need cable in college. And we got Netflix. So why? So why did you do that? Oh, no, no, no. You had Netflix. No, it wasn't my account. I but but the point is, you ha- you were able to watch shows. Why right. do you need cable? Because you, exactly, exactly. I was like, I don't understand why you need cable. Like, you have Netflix, you got Hulu. At that time, we didn't have Disney Plus and all that, but still. Was Mrs. T paying for T's bills? I believe so. Because I'm about to say, like, why are you advocating for bills you don't pay? Like, exactly. Or even so, bills that you don't pay two-thirds of. Exactly. So, that's what my thing was. That was her baby, and she treated her like her baby. I remember on her 23rd birthday, Miss T's mom came back and blew up. Bought her, like, a $500 cake. Got her this, like, bob. Like, she got her hair cut to this cute little bob that was too much money. And they went out to... I don't know. They paid for this extravagant party. I didn't go because I was bitter about cable. <laughs> I'm telling you. I am telling you. I have a question though. I've bought I've bought a cake. I feel like I bought a whole lovely like full size mm-hmm. cake. I want to say it was like forty dollars back when I was in college. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but it wasn't. As a college student, I was able to afford to buy a whole cake from a proper bakery. Right. Does a $500 cake give you a background? Ain't no baby that special. <laughs> does, it, does it come with, like, concert tickets? I'm telling you. Does it come with, like, a one-year Apple no, TV subscription? it was just the cake. Because S went to the party, and she told me everything that had happened. <laughs> and I was like, see, I'm glad I didn't go. Because I'm going to be looking at that $500 cake like you could have been paying for all the cable. Truly. <laughs> Like, no. But long behold, that was strike two. Strike three. (laughs) And when I told you it was a strike three, this was the last strike. She got into college, UC Berkeley. So you know who you are. (laughs) I mean, 
<laughs> I feel like strikes one and two will let her know who she is. But right. But strike three came when she got into UC Berkeley and she needed to move before the lease was over. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. We knew she was trying to get into school. It was gonna just happen that way because our our lease started in October. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it just happened that way. We were prepared. She offers months before she actually left when she found out she got in and she was making arrangements. Mm-hmm. She offered to pay for like the transfer fee and all the other fees for the utilities because we were with SoCal Edison and so the utilities had to be transferred to either me or S Mm. and so she was like yeah I'll pay and we were like are you sure we can split it three ways like we do everything else and she was like no 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 I'll pay because it's an inconvenience for you guys it's not your guys' fault whatever Mm-hmm. I would say maybe a month goes by. We're like, you sure you got it? And she's like, yeah, I got it, I got it. <laughs> maybe like a two weeks go by. You sure you got it? You got it, we got it, we got it. A sense of selective memory. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, this is like coming down to the wire. She about to leave. You guys, like me and, me and S are in S's room. And I'm sitting on the floor, just sitting on her bed, and we just talking, kikiing. I don't know, reminiscing about the love we had. <laughs> so she comes in and she sits down on S's computer chair. Mm-hmm. And she was like, You guys, like, it's been a journey getting this stuff together. And woo, I tell you, like, <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I always knew that the bay was expensive, but man, it's real expensive. And I'm like, Where is this leading up to? <laughs> She goes in and tell us that she don't got the utility transfer fees. How much is the utility transfer? Probably, it can't like, be because I just feel like you move out of a place, you have to shut the utilities off, and mm-hmm. it really goes back to the apartment complex. You move into a place, you pay to turn them on, but it's like it's not meant to be an arm and a leg no. to turn on utilities. And it wasn't. It was all about the principle. <laughs> It was about the principal. And you know I know what she could have done? What? She could have had her mom buy her a $400 birthday cake and use the extra I'm 100. telling you. Because, yeah, it was it was literally 100 maybe a little bit less. It wasn't a lot. But don't tell me after I've told you and asked you and asked you again <laughs> if you got it. <laughs> because I ain't got it. I ain't got it to be just, especially at that time. Like, I was not working two jobs just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me at the last minute, hey, I need you guys to come up with this money at the last minute. No. Unless it's a dollar, no. <laughs> and even if it's a dollar, probably no. Out of curiosity, when mm-hmm. she's, like, moved out or was in the process, did you turn off the cable? We did. <laughs> we did. Good. But, yeah, so... She tells us that, and me and S was like, oh, heck no. (laughs) And I'm going off like, you ain't about to do this. And I'm finger pointing, neck rolling, everything. And S is like on the bed with her hand on her mouth like. (laughs) She lets me finish my piece. And she says, the only thing I remember, because it was the truth and it was so real. She was like, I got two bank accounts and I got $2 in both of those bank accounts combined. You not about to come in here last minute. <laughs> As if you listening, I love you, girl. 
<laughs> you making big money now. But it's okay. But she was like, you're not about to come in here and tell me last minute about these bills that you said that you got after we asked you three times. And then she was like, well, she got back in my face. I was, so that was the whole thing that I never understood. But she got into my face. T got in my face because she was like, you call me a bitch. And I was like, I might have. (laughs) But I'm like, and it was, it was rightfully so. Like, don't be throwing people all out the loop for money stuff. All I remember is I was going off on her. S had to hold us back. S got scratched. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I don't know if it was me. I don't think it was me because I was on the phone with my mama. I had woke her up in the middle of the night. My mom is it's crazy because me and my mom are very close. I'm close to both of my parents. So later on, you'll hear me call my mama quite a few times. <laughs> I called my mama. She is asleep next to my daddy. And they were like, what is going on? I was like, she did it again. <laughs> she did it again, mommy. I told you I be doing this. But yeah. Anyway, I didn't end up paying that hell for nothing. Okay? That's all I got to say. And we had multiple roommates after that. S's sister ends up moving in at one point in time. Um, and then she leaves. I forgot why, but she leaves and, you know, because that's Essa's sister, she ends Mm -hmm. up helping find a roommate to sublease for the end of the lease. Mm -hmm. Essa did not like that roommate. Mm -hmm. All I remember is at the summer, so after the end of the year or the school year, I'm moving to go move to Maine for an internship. So I'm like packing my stuff, getting on my flight. I don't know why. This is the only flight I've ever missed, but I missed that flight. No. I moved back. I come back. I come back to the house and I was like, well, let me finish packing anyway. Because I think the plan was my parents or my brother, somebody was going to help me move my stuff. But I was like, well, since I'm still here, let me finish moving. And this is totally rude of me. I was totally in the wrong. But I was moving super fast because, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just throwing stuff, like <laughs> make pots and pans, like everything. I'm making a whole lot of noise. At what time of day? It was in the morning, but not early not. in the morning. Maybe like 10. I be, it's never fun to be loud, but like right. daylight hours, it's not like people are trying to like heavily sleep. They should be getting Yeah, up. I think it was probably over the weekend and maybe she was sleeping in. I don't know. Okay. But I was still... You should not be banging pots and plans and slinging stuff. But, mm-hmm. and I was. I was wrong. So she sends, I literally, she was only our roommate for a hot second. So I don't even remember her name, but nameless <laughs> <laughs> sends a. Let's use a, let's use a proud family name. Hold up. Let's call her Zoe. Zoe. That's a good one. So Zoe sends a text message to me and S and was talking about how there was no reason for me to be, um, you know, making all this noise or whatever. I was about to like text her back and apologize. S was like, no, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> no. And she goes off. I'm sure S's reasons for not liking her were legit, but I legit. I do not remember why S had a beef with this girl so bad. But she goes off and she was like, every all 
I remember was she said that everybody in their mama knows that Penny was going to Maine for this internship. And so you knew that she needed to be out the house. I let it go. I was like, I ain't in it. I ain't in it. I was like, I only got beef with tea. And I'm going to cut it like that. So, yeah. S didn't like her, and I remember S being mad at her sister for even giving us that roommate. Like, mm. it was that deep for S. I don't blame S. I just don't. It's, I knew that she didn't get, she didn't mesh with the vibe in the house. She was kind of like, only a roommate, nothing more than a roommate. She was like, I'm not trying to be your friend. And I was mm. like, I don't mind that type of roommate. Why? Because that type of roommate ain't trying to go in with on cable. So, we, we go. <laughs> right. So we were cool. But anyway, I go to Maine, but now I need a new place to live. Um, so, you know, internships only like three months over the summer. So mm-hmm. going getting closer to my departure, I think that I have housing plans set up with V and V Pause, who's V? V is a homegirl. From college, just another like a classmate. So it's a new. Th- so okay, because I don't want to. We we talked about a lot of people. I don't want people mixing up characters. I know. T mm-hmm. went to Berkeley and stayed, yep. promising to pay bills and skipping out on them. Yep. S only had two dollars in each of her two bank <laughs> accounts and could not stand Zoe, right? This other roommate, right? And V is another one of your besties. So she was the classmate that I was cool with. We were in a group together. And so I was like, yeah, I can live with V. Like, she's quiet. She ain't going to get in the way. She ain't going to be asking me for cable. (laughs) Like, we good. So, and she, her biggest thing was she wanted to be out of her mama's house. Her mama, her parents lived in uh, Long Beach. And her mom was very controlling. Mm -hmm. Um, And at first, I didn't understand what that meant. But later on, I found out. So we found a place renting um, a really large room that was kind of like a studio Mm -hmm. from this lady that lived next to another school. There's a lot of schools in LA, but she lived next to another school. I forgot which one it was. So V couldn't drive. I had my homegirl pick up V. I'm making arrangements in Maine. (laughs) My (laughs) homegirl picks up V, takes her to this other, take her to this place. They like it. Even my homegirl was like, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> so then <laughs> so then I was like, cool, let's get the paperwork going. We do the paperwork. And the plan was to uh, give the deposit and first month's rent or last month's rent, whatever, to the lady when I land, like that mm-hmm. day I land. So here I am getting off the plane in San Diego. My mom was going to pick me up and drive me to L.A., Mm-hmm. So I'm getting my bags from baggage claim. I'm waiting. I turn my phone from airplane mode. Mm-hmm. I got all these text messages and missed calls coming in from V and my friend. Oh, I was like, okay, first stop, call V. I call V. She didn't answer. I called my homegirl. She was like, did you talk to V? I was like. No, she didn't return my call. And she was like, girl, you need to you need to talk to her. And I was like, what happened? And she was like, I'm going to stay out of it. Just talk to her. You know that's a bad sign. Exactly. Because if it's a minor like, oh, she 
she was just wasn't feeling well or you know right. she wanted to know about this one little thing then they'll say it but if they say i don't want to get involved you know it's a complete right. mess so i immediately immediately <laughs> <laughs> call v and now she's not answering and i'm blowing her up i'm just calling her calling her calling her then she sends me a text message and she was like, I really don't know about this place. I was talking to my mom and she made some valid points and da 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 da. I was like, oh my God. I was like, we have school. I have work tomorrow and I have school the next day, I believe. Yeah. Because I remember I just had no time to be figuring out new living arrangements. Mm-hmm. So then my mom pulls up to the airport. I get in the car and I tell my mom what happened. And she was like, girl, I'm so sick of you and these roommates. (laughs) And she was like, where are we even driving to? And I was like, I don't even know. And so then V, like as we're in the car, me and my mom are just pissed. V like texts me and she was like, hey, my uncle has a place. I'm over. I'm on my way over there to look at it now. Um, my she was like he has a couple properties but this one he said that he'll let us have for whatever our rate is what type of properties so he just has like houses or apartments in la okay yeah so he this one was closer to our school it was in south central Mm -hmm. so i mean it's far if you don't have no car but (laughs) because yeah you have to take the 101 to the 110 to the 710 That's LA. That is LA. But yeah, so me and my mom, we pull up to that place and we were like, what the hell? It was so, it looked like squatters were in there. It was so bad. I'm telling you, rotted mattresses. You got just crap everywhere. Just things that don't make sense just everywhere. I was like, what the hell? And she was like, I know. And she was like making up these excuses. I don't even remember what she said because I did not care. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what we gave up our nice place for? Like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you talking about? And she was like, but it's closer. And I was like, I don't care. I got a car. Like, and And especially. This is what your uncle's offering you? Right. I was like, your family is, mm -mm. mm-mm, (laughs) mm-mm. But yeah, so. I'm talking to my mom like, I don't even have another choice. I got work tomorrow. That's the only thing I'm thinking. And the job that I had, I worked at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so I would be there from like three to like midnight or after midnight. Mm-hmm. Because you had to be there before the concert. Mm-hmm. Then the concert would go on. And then I would do traffic detail going out. So, okay. yeah, I'm just... Thinking to prepare for that, I was like, there's no way that I can do that and then go to school for my classes and all that kind of stuff. My mom was like, well, if this is what you want to do, then we can do it. I appreciate my mom (laughs) and my dad because they came back up to San Diego and helped me clean. And literally, when I tell you that place was so grimy, my mom was sitting there cleaning and crying. Like, she was like, like, is there anything else we can do? so bad but by the end of the night like we got the bathroom kind of situated i wasn't still using it and we got most of the living room cleared out uh we got one bedroom cleared out um in pretty good shape because i remember setting up my bed okay it was i'm telling you i have nightmares 
But later on that day, V and her mom's friend came by the house and they were just trying to talk us out of it. And so now I was thinking, this is a setup. They wanted <laughs> to put us in this predicament so that V can be like, run back to her mom. Oh. That's what I feel like happened because V's mom's friend was a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And so a real estate lady was like, look at this lot. This ain't a good lock. You gonna get uh, jacked or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I remember they made her walk to the metro because they were like, you don't have a car. They were talking to her. They were saying she doesn't have a car and that, you know, it's going to be hard for her to commute. And she was like, the metro is literally right here. Like, you can see it from the house. Three buses <laughs> is still a burden. But yes. It is. But just the metro was like the train. So you would take the train to Union Station and then take the Silver Line, drop you right off at the school. Okay. So she, her mom and her and her mom's friend made her walk to the metro and walk back. And they're like, imagine this at night. You walk in, <laughs> you walk in back and forth. And so oh, they were, so then as she was walking, they were talking to me and they were like, well, did you consider if you couldn't come up with the rent? And I was like, uh, this isn't my first rodeo. Like I've been paying for rent and my bills since you know, I got out of high school and she was like, well, what if da, da, da? And they were just trying to come up with all these scenarios where we would come become in a bind. And I was like, lady, this is not my first time. You need to be talking to her. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> That this is, is true because she could like, there's no point in talking you out of it because where are you going to go? And she, right. she tried to make you go back to your mom too. Exactly. No, that ain't an option. My mom lives in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, then V comes back and she's all frustrated. And then she points that anger out on me. And she was like, just consider it. And I was like, who the hell you think you're talking to? Wait, just consider what? Like, which the scenarios or whatever. Because every scenario, I guess I wasn't really giving them a good enough answer. I was just like, that ain't nothing. Like, I've been through worse. I've been through people giving me cable when I don't want it. Words and then V comes up and I think she's just frustrated that her mama making her walk back and forth up and down the road. She, like made, she made her walk back to the bus stop and back more than once. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> so when she comes back, she was like, "Just consider it." And then she goes off on me and I go off on her and I said, "This ain't for me. I got to go." <laughs> and I break down my bed and I'm just mad because I'm like, my mama just left to San Diego. <laughs> And my little car, I had a little uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse, like a little hatchback. My bed was not about to fit in there. I was just upset that not only A, I am back homeless. B, how am I going to move my stuff? (laughs) And C, most importantly, where am I going to live? I got school and work the next day. So I immediately hit up my homeboy and I was like, hey, would it be cool if I crashed with you uh, for like one or two weeks while I found a place? And he was like, yeah, that's fine. So I literally, I remember emailing my professors like, I'm going to miss like the first day or maybe the first week of school because I don't have a place to live and I need to focus on finding a place. Mm. And luckily my professors that year or that semester were cool because they allowed me to skip the first day or first week of school 
And usually professors don't do that. Because the first day, if you ain't there in person, drop. Really? I didn't know that. See, now I'm just finding all these things about how my school sucked and everybody else's was great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my school needed all the money it could get. It can't just be dropping tuition like that. But I mean, yeah, they would drop. So my school, the tuition was like... It was by a cluster of credits. So if either you were half-time or you were full-time. It doesn't mm-hmm. even matter if you're like one unit away. And they okay. would make you pay for half-time or full-time. So if I still had other classes, you still paying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I remember just looking for places. My mom was helping me. My sweet mama. <laughs> and she um, finds a place. That was down the street in East LA from the school. And I was really happy because it was super close. And it was a little studio for only $600, which was a steal. I never thought that that would be possible in this day and age in LA. Literally, they had segregated this room off from the rest of the house. I don't know if they built the door or the door was already there. Was it a fake wall? It was a real wall. But they painted the door shut. Like, you could not go through that door. Okay. Yeah. So, there was a door that led to the rest of the house, but that was, like, blocked off. Interesting. Yeah. So, I had my own bathroom, which was, like, super, super tiny. Mm -hmm. Like, when I tell you that bathroom was so small, the door hit the sink. Like, (laughs) Like, it was so small. And it had one window... Which is okay because it was just a room, Mm -hmm. but that one window was blocked by a brick wall. (laughs) So I got no sunlight. I feel like it's worse. It's like a tease. It's teasing you. It's like, oh, look, an escape to a brick wall. Right. I was like, this is some stuff that you would see in cartoons, like, you know, Tom (laughs) and Jerry, when they were like, oh, look at the, like, they're running, they're gonna jump out the window. But no, it was a brick wall. That's how I felt. (laughs) So. I became really depressed after that because I didn't understand how sunlight affecting or the lack of sunlight affected me like that. Mm-hmm. And then everything that I went through with V, I was just over it. But the worst part about that situation was the fact that I woke up to someone screaming to the top of their lungs. And I immediately called the police. Because I heard like a boom and then a scream. Oh my God. So I called the police because I was like, somebody dying. (laughs) Like something is going on. And little did I know, like, because I ran outside when I heard it and I called and there was a party next door and they called too. So it was that loud. Oh, damn. Now the police got there and they found out that the husband was beating the wife, which I did not know. And I was like, well, wait, no, where's the daughter? I'm thinking that the scream was from the daughter because it sounded like a little girl. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, the daughter's in there. The daughter's in there. And they're like, we didn't see anybody else in the house. I was like, I'm telling you. Literally, the police were, I was making the police so worried that they made the woman call her daughter at her friend's house to confirm that she was okay. Oh, my God. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I'll let it go. If she's really over there, then sure. Um, it still means the mother was being hit so hard. She mm-hmm. was screaming like a little girl, which is... Right. Ooh. I remember seeing her. Because 
after everything had happened, the next day she came to my my little room slash apartment mm-hmm. and she was like, I appreciate you. <laughs> I hate all this. And her, I tell you, so she was, she had very pale skin. Her mm-hmm. eye was just blue and black and purple, all mm-hmm. three colors. It was bad. And I remember he was going to be released because the police told me that he wasn't going to be released till Tuesday and that would give her time to figure out whatever she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. 11.59 on Monday, (laughs) her car was gone and she, all I know is he was back in the house later that Tuesday. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to go. That is... That's domestic abuse. It is something else. Like, and I, from other things that I have witnessed, I was like, I don't think I want to be in the way of that. And I don't think that I can live to live here and witness it. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, if that is your choice, then I will let that be your choice and I will move on. I'm not going to call that a choice either. Just because like, you don't, you don't know the whole situation, but sometimes like it can get that far because she's been left with no other choice. Right, like, right, right. I totally don't understand. Like they were very cut off and removed from me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have no idea what was going on in the household, clearly. So I was like, be there as it may, I need to move on. It's not good for me to be here. Mm-hmm. So again, I find myself looking for a place to live. <laughs> Back on internet, back on Craigslist, and every other apartment resource. And I couldn't find anything. So I had to move all the way to Riverside. And if you are from LA, you will understand. I was going to school in East LA, and I moved to Riverside next to the Riverside Convention Center. Um, and had approximate to, travel time by car. It was bus. around two and a half hours. Uh, two, two and a half, and that's that's including traffic. Because at first the the drive doesn't seem that bad, mm-hmm. but when you add traffic, especially morning traffic, when you have to be at school at eight o'clock in the morning, you have to be somewhere early when everybody else has to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. Two hours easy. But that was... Sounds like New York City. That's like, that's like a common New York City commute, honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. Even this In L.A., it's probably about an hour. Anything in L.A., Clueless was right. Everything in L.A. is a 20 minutes. But <laughs> add traffic, it's going to take you forever. Mm-hmm. Then what sucked about it was I was still... I still had my two jobs. I was working at Warner Brothers... Big Sis from before hooked me up with a job at Warner Brothers. And I was working at the Hollywood Bowl still because that was good money. And it was fun. I saw celebrities, the whole thing. (laughs) Why do you do what you do now? Because. I want to work at famous people at Warner Brothers. Damn. I mean, compared to what I do now, it was still chump change. Especially living in LA, I would still be trying to find a place. (laughs) Mind you, for anybody listening who works at my job. I love my work. <laughs> right. Carry on. I love what I do. But yeah, so from Riverside to North Hollywood or Studio City to be specific mm-hmm. was an even further stretch. I thought I would die on that commute <laughs> one day because I was Were you I finally considering it like these parents. Right? <laughs> 
I didn't consider it. But yeah, I was like, I drove a stick. So if you drive a stick, you know how hard it is and how annoying and straining all your muscles it is to drive a stick shift in traffic just to stop and go. Just st- this is what you're doing all day. <laughs> I've gotten a cramp in my leg on my oh. way to work before. Yes. Terrible. So anyway, I moved to Riverside where my stepdad, luckily, his mom moves from Virginia mm-hmm. to Riverside for whatever reason. And I was like, cool, I can just stay with Nana. <laughs> she was, <laughs> Nana, Nana was going to still charge me, but not charge me that much. Um, and that's where I stayed until I finished out school. How many, can we get a count of how many apartments that is? Oh my so God. you have the first one with like S&T. And then... Oh, no, I've lived in the dorms. Okay, you lived in the dorms. Mm-hmm. Then you had one with S&T. Mm-hmm. Then you had the um the one that you almost had with V. Right. Then the trash one that V's uncle was offering right. that you were... Cons- where you just wouldn't consider <laughs> the situations. Right. And then you stayed 10 days with your friend. Mm-hmm. Then you stayed with the couple where, unfortunately... One was hitting the other. Yep. Then some random place in Riverside. And then... No, no, no. That was Oh, no, Nana's. that was Nana. Yeah. That's like seven places? Mm-hmm. Seven places? Was that in a year? No. No, 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 Over, no, no. over how long? This was over... I would say the next four years. So I didn't... Okay. Yeah. So okay. I didn't do Still the traditional four lot, years of college. But, but yeah, it was a lot. Because mind you... When I was staying in East LA where they were hitting each other, that was that was not a full year's lease. Like that okay. was maybe six months. It was a shorter lease mm-hmm. where I was hoping to find a better place or something like that. But no, I was like, it's time. <laughs> okay. God. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Okay. I I have a story. It's kind of relatable to a part of your story, <laughs> but you'll just You'll get there. And truth be told, this story isn't even about me, but I still want to tell it because it it just taught me that, like, nothing's ever... Things aren't always as they seem. Yeah. So, I moved by suitcase to this new apartment. I move in with a, a gay couple. It's a man and his boyfriend. Technically, the boyfriend lives like it. So, we're in Harlem. The boyfriend lives in Queens, which is another borough. Mm-hmm. Um, But he basically spends his whole time there. Like, when he's not at work, he's basically at the place in Harlem. Yeah. Right? Interestingly, I don't want to talk too much about the relationship, but it's like, they seem to love each other. They seem, like, real cool. They Mm -hmm. live, um... Their bedroom is technically next to mine, but the owner, basically, he works from home and works from the living room, and then him and his boyfriend spend all their time in the living room or whatever. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen them actually come... To the bedroom, which with someone living next to you, like r- the rooms are right next to each other. I wouldn't blame you. I- I'll go live in like a big, nice living room, too, if you set it up right. Yeah. Right around Christmas. Maybe it was Christmas Eve. And mm-hmm. I was going to like on Christmas Day tra- take the train back to visit my parents or whatever. I'm on the phone, FaceTiming one of my friends, just, you know, talking. And I hear the door swing open like real hard. Mm-hmm. Right? And all I hear is, get your shit and get out. Oh. Get your shit and get oh, out. No. Get your shit and get out. Like, just heavy footsteps. All this. As a warning? 
or no, like not to me. As oh, a, okay. So my my room door is closed, and mm-hmm. I am in theory minding my own business. Mm-hmm. The the front door, which is right by my door, like the front door, my door, and then their bedroom door are all like within two, three feet of each other. They're all next to each other. So okay. the front door swings open and I hear all of this from my room as they're stomping through the hallway down towards the living room. Okay. Right? And I'm sitting there with my friend and I'm like, and she can hear this too, right? Like they're loud. So I'm just like, so... We can keep talking about what we were talking about, <laughs> or I can go sit by the door. Right. <laughs> and she's like, Either we can pretend like it didn't happen, or we can listen to see what else happens. <laughs> so she's like, go sit by the fucking door. Right? And so I do. All the other times, all the other roommate stories from part one, I was not intentionally eavesdropping on people. This time I was intentionally <laughs> eavesdropping on people. I confess. I don't believe uh, it. <laughs> And so I hear more screaming and like the screaming here is like in front of my mother, in oh. front of my mother. What did and you do? Uh, and that's um Romeo. And then Hulu going back like, but what about me? What about all the times you did it to me? Blah 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 blah. And so what basically happened was, and th- this is something like I had a hint of, like, you know when people it's like they hint at their toxic traits mm-hmm. such that when you finally see them, like, you're not actually surprised. Right. Romeo maybe had some anger issues. And especially when he was drunk, he could get a little bit belligerent. Mm-hmm. Right? He and Julio go across the street to the complex where Romeo's mother lives. And they're at a Christmas party with their mom and just having fun, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe just Romeo was drunk. Maybe Romeo and Julio were drunk. I don't know. But they had some type of altercation. And Julio punched Romeo in the face. Like, yeah. And as Romeo said multiple times, it Mm -hmm. was in front of his mother. And then his mother had to, like, break up the fight. Right? I'm going to take some time to describe Romeo and Julio because I do think this is a very interesting situation. Romeo is short. Romeo is short, but he is built. He's like mm-hmm. a solid, thick man. He works out a lot, right? Julio, um, much taller, like above six feet, oh. but not necessarily as muscular. Still mm-hmm. strong, but not like as lean. muscular. So um, I was like, oh shit, Julio was beating on Romeo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then from the conversation I hear, basically... All that happened, seemingly, mm-hmm. was Julio punched Romeo in the face, okay. and then the mom broke it up, and then they, like, decided to go home, and what's going on is going on. Mm-hmm. Julio was then saying, but what about all the times back in the day when we were younger, and you used to beat on me because oh, you no. thought I was cheating on you? And I'm like, oh my god, no. See? So, it's, it's, just, a, it's just a vicious cycle. Right. <laughs> is basically what it was like Julio possibly went through like some of the worst of it and the one time Mm -hmm. he stood up for himself a lot um he's getting thrown out right and he was he was he was thrown out right so this was not a horror story for me this is just an interesting roommate story for me truth be told (laughs) the next day it's Christmas morning I'm like about to get ready pack up my stuff go visit my parents or whatever Mm -hmm. I, like, walk out and walk to the kitchen, and there's Romeo. Big fucking black eye. Big black eye or whatever. And I'm, and it's like, you know when you just, 
everyone's aware of the situation, but you can't, you're not going to talk the about it. So I'm just like, yeah, so just like, <laughs> hey, how are you? And he's like, oh, I'm doing good. You know, I'm, I went to a little gathering of my, at my mom's place the other day or whatever. And I'm like, cool. You know, I'm doing okay. Merry Christmas. I'm going to go visit my parents. And like, very pleasant conversation. Just ignoring the big ass black eye. <laughs> no fucking questions. No nothing. And in, and like in my mind, I'm like, is this worse? Because right. if I if I truly didn't know mm-hmm. and I walked in the house and be like, oh my fucking God, are you okay? What happened? Yeah, like, yeah. I would legit freak out. The fact that I'm acting all casual means that I'm sure he knows, but I know exactly what the fuck happened. Right, right. Yeah. I was waiting for the part when you say you talked about it. <laughs> so I was like, I feel like, I was like, what would I do in that situation? I was like, you would ignore it. But I'm like, nah, because I remember... Somebody at work showed up with a black guy. <laughs> no. I asked. I was like, so uh, what happened? <laughs> he said he fell off a truck or something. I was like, it landed on your eye. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> but either because you obviously knew what happened, I feel like I would have ignored it. Yeah. But in any other situation, I'm like, how'd you get that cut? <laughs> and the sad thing is prior to like you know there are like truly abusive like oh yeah always something going on always some type of fight mm-hmm. relationship where you're like some, someone is always being terrorized or both of you are toxic and always at each other's throats no these people were truly very loving very like mm-hmm. happy together the entire time Except, Except that day. That, yeah. And then they were apart for a few days, maybe even a few weeks. And then eventually they, you know, made yeah. up and got back together. So after they made up, like, never again? Never again that I know okay. of. That was, that was like my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. So I was leaving soon. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's move on to the, why do you think all of that happened? Desperation. <laughs> desperation to find a cheap place in an expensive city like looking back at this because I didn't even like my school I was like it wasn't even worth worth it and I should have just went to SDSU <laughs> I should have just stayed at home like or something no one wants to stay home they want to go out and explore right. spread their wings spread their legs exactly all the good stuff exactly but I should have just did something else i don't know but desperation never gets you anywhere because then you make moves that you moves that you wouldn't have made had you not been desperate you know Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna assume but feel free to correct me i also think there's an aspect of like being the first time you're living with roommates even if mm -hmm. you've been paying for yourself before it's the first time you're like living with other people, dealing with other people Mm -hmm. and learning how to do sort of an internal risk assessment of will this person do what they say they will? Like, will this person actually pay to transfer the utilities or not? And it's like the first time you go through, you're like, well, sure they will. But after you've been through BS a few times, you're like, can I get that in writing? Can you actually write that check now? Like, can you give me some security because I have zero reason to trust you as a stranger and based on our past interactions, even less reason to trust you. So that's part of, you're just you're just dealing with strangers. Exactly. Even though like you knew them, you don't you don't really know someone until you're trying to split a check, right? Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> so because I knew T. I didn't know S that well, but she's in she ended up being like the better 
friend or roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew T. We still have mutual friends to this day. Um, but NV, we ain't never talk after that. There <laughs> <laughs> was no kumbaya moment. We still, I have a picture of her on my Instagram and I was like, should I take this down? I was like, let it go. <laughs> but yeah, you you have to, what's interesting is like when you split rent on a normal lease with someone, then yeah, you're all, they're coming after all of you for the money versus like when you're in the dorms and they're only coming after you, they're going to kick only you out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's difficult. And like you said, it's an internal risk assessment. Like, but at that time, I think my only alternative is like, if you don't do this messed up situation, you're going to be homeless. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it is. Which like that, that's one of the big, like threats to life motivators make you move really quick. Right. So yeah, on my end, I think, both of those stories weren't, like, my, I'm not, I don't want to say they weren't my fault, but, like, story one is I was desperate for a place to live. I didn't know what a cheap versus not cheap apartment was. I wouldn't be able to tell whether it was actually mm-hmm. market price or not. But none of that mattered. Whether it was market price or actually was dirt cheap, because you can get a $500 apartment in New York City through crime. <laughs> 500 I mean a fi- I should say a $500 room in New York City through crime. Yeah, yeah. Um I wouldn't have known when I first moved in, but it's like why did the first story happen with Jesse and James? Yeah. Criminal behavior outside of my control. Right. You there's nothing that you could have checked for that would give you any type of indication that that yeah, was going on. Yeah, and Jesse and James, you know, full disclosure, they ran a organized operation like a Good lease, good ground rules. Mm -hmm. They did check on the cleanliness of the place. They would pop in every couple weeks just to make sure, like, nothing was really going too crazy. They were fine, you know, Mm -hmm. landlords or whatever, right? So it's like you wouldn't suspect it, in a sense, other than the fake wall. Um, (laughs) But that's story one. Story two happened because I'm nosy. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I nobody mean, could blame you. What I should really say, though, is story two is when you live with other people, everyone comes with their own drama. I have mm-hmm. my own drama that y'all will never find out about. You're going to have to go listen to someone else's podcast talking trash <laughs> about me. But, you know, everyone has their own drama. And when you live with other people, sometimes you're exposed to it. It's really mm-hmm. it's really that simple. And then I happen to overexpose myself to it by, like, going and sitting by the door. <laughs> so that is what it is. So the lesson is, mind your business. Yes. <laughs> Um, so we're going to move to the, what did you learn section? And I'm going to open it by saying both of our stories involved some instances of domestic violence, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You had one man who had all this energy to be driving up to someone's house, breaking down windows, fighting with college age girls, but would not get a damn job. Okay. You had this other man giving his wife a black eye, but then having her come pick him up from the damn police station the moment mm-hmm. he gets out. Mm-hmm. And I had a unfortunate Christmas fight, right. right? I was listening to this other podcast that I really like. They like really, you know, take a compassionate look at like systemic issues in the world. Mm-hmm. And one thing they said with domestic violence and like, why do you stay? Why do you keep going back? Mm-hmm. All that other stuff. That's not the question you should ask. You're asking the victim after the fact, like, why did you put up with it? But why not ask, the abuser. Yeah. Why do you abuse? 
what resources do you need? What training do you need? Right. What happened to you as a child that you're doing this abusive behavior? How do we stop mm-hmm. that so it's not a, so that someone else doesn't have to prepare for you? Right. You know, and two, when people say like, why do you stay? Well, by the time it's gotten this bad, oftentimes the person is in control of your finances or they're That's holding your kids' true. lives against you mm-hmm. or they've told enough people in the community stories about you being crazy. Yeah. So that... um, You're, It discredits you. It discredits... Like, when mm-hmm. you do finally complain, it doesn't matter. Or you file a damn restraining order and no one does anything about it. Right. So sometimes... The question isn't, why do you stay? It's, where do you have to go and right. how can we get you there? Right. So. If the desperation and the lack of options. Like, yes. if you if you guys have time, anyone listening, watch the show Made on um, Netflix. It gives a good insight on what, how people can easily slip back into that situation. It's really good. Check it out. What else did you learn? Um, I learned to sometimes you're gonna have to just take out more loans. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if I can co-sign that. Man, I swear my biggest regret in college is not trying to avoid taking out so many loans. If I had just taken out all the loans. And I would have had a much smoother ride through college. I wouldn't have all these multiple jobs because Warner Brothers and Hollywood Bowl were not my only jobs throughout college. Mm-hmm. Plus internships. So yeah, had I gotten student loans and just worked it off later, then I feel like I would have graduated sooner and just had a comfortable place to rest my head. Okay. Um, did I learn anything else? When you, it's complicated, but like, if you are renting an apartment for the first time, and I taught, I gave some roommate advice before, and the, the roommate advice was more like about getting along, mm-hmm. but also like, yeah, there is danger to living with roommates, like yeah, financial risk, <laughs> people doing weird stuff to your food, whatever, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Similarly. It should be an exciting, fun, new, whatever right. experience. That's what it should be. But you're becoming an adult. The adulting world is a dangerous world. Like, you do have to, like, you're you're literally yeah. trying to survive. Um, Do internal risk assessments. Ask mm-hmm. yourself, like, do I really need to keep my mouthwash in the bathroom knowing I don't get along with all my roommates? Or can right. I keep it in my room and bring it back and forth when I need to use it? When this person says they're going to pay this bill, well... Right. Is it in writing? Do yeah. they have a track record of paying things on time? Right. Is there Can like, I see your credit score? <laughs> yes. You know, is um how am I guaranteeing that this will actually happen? And if it doesn't, like if before I go into the enterprise at all, mm-hmm. before I sign any paper, if the person does default on you, can you cover yourself or are you right. screwed? Right, right. Um moving out on your own, you're free, it should be fun, but like that doesn't mean you you don't need some caution. Right. I thought this whole time that my roommates were going to be my best friends forever. And they were going to be in my wedding. Because that's what people promised me. <laughs> going to college. 
like all my high school teachers, especially senior year, were like, oh my God, you guys are going to have so much fun. I'm still friends with my college roommate. They're at, they were in my wedding. Like, and I've heard this story multiple times from multiple people. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was expecting. La Siena good. <laughs> and all of them can stay where they're at. They are not invited. <laughs> I would go back to those teachers and just be like, you didn't block even one of those college right. roommates. Like, not even one. Right. I was like, maybe that was college in the 70s. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But would you like to advertise anything? Do you have an Instagram page, YouTube page, maybe a charity you want to shout out? Do you want to give a shout out to your school? <laughs> no. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> Um, (laughs) go to every other school in LA (laughs) but don't go there but I would like to shout out a friend she actually knows T we she also worked with me and T Mm -hmm. um but she has a wine lounge that she is starting up and what's a wine lounge it's basically like right here on Instagram, she says a contemporary wine experience. So it's going to be basically like wine tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also in the space will be advocating for black artists. So they'll okay. have like their paintings and stuff up and people will be sipping wine, buying wine and things like that. So the Instagram is called Noir Wine Lounge. Any underscores or spaces? No underscore, no spaces. Just N O I R E W I N E L O U N G E. There we go. <laughs> and the webpage is the same. So www.noirwinelounge.com. I don't know how I want to work this in here, but like one last piece of advice is just think before you speak. Yeah. Right? Because we're, we're talking from the perspective of, like, the roommate who was hurt in this episode. Mm-hmm. But also, you can say things out of turn. In what world does anyone want to say that they get their beauty from being bred? Man. Like, <laughs> like... You know, because that, per- like, people of that mindset could also be listening. And it's like, mm-hmm. do you wonder why your roommate doesn't like hanging out with you? Do you wonder... Why they kind of gave you a weird face when right. you said something. Consider how you would feel if some of these things were said to you. Right. Put yourself in their shoes. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and no sharing problem. your horror stories with me. This has been a trip, an absolute trip. I hope to see you in future episodes. Yes, I got a lot of other horror stories. <laughs> there we go. But... With that said, this has been Adulting Horror Stories with the lovely Penny and me, your host, Dion. Shout out to Penny's mom, Trudy, for being the real OG (laughs) and always supporting her. And I'll see you in the next one. See ya. Oh. <laughs>